it's also me seeing people unfold in these longer groups. It's like seeing them come come out a little bit more and a little bit more and like, oh, here's what I have. It starts out, hey, James Olivia, what do you have? And this shift to like, oh, I've applied this and this is what I have and this is what's coming out of my application and my practice of this. And now it's becoming my own thing and I have you know some differences here around it or like, what do you think about this thing that I'm trying? It's like, yeah, bring yourself to the practice, whatever the practice is. It's like, yeah, more you is is so much better. It, I get more from the world and my experience of the world when people show up with what they have. podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, 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 friends, and welcome back to another episode of my favorite podcast, Maestro on the Mic. Today, I have with me a repeat guest, and last time they were on, they just rocked my world, and I was like, and you must come back on, and admittedly, I've been stalking them on Instagram since, uh, and I'm really, really stoked just to share the conversation again. I am going to... Just read from what I consider to be the most important bio out there, the Instagram bio, and then we'll hop on into things. They are on Instagram, known as inquisitive underscore human, nurturer of disobedience and regard, right relationship, celebrant, facilitator and lover of uncomfortable conversations, and dope hairstyle wearer. Without further ado, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Actually, James Olivia Chu Hellman. Brent, welcome back. Thank you. I'm pretty sure that the hairstyle thing is not in my Instagram bio, I, but I, I love it. it. I, <laughs> I know you got 150 characters to work with. That's Instagram's fault. So I just made it, you know, tried to improve <laughs> on that. So thank you for taking the time. Uh, you folks don't know, you can't see, but we're utilizing the camera, uh, what is it called? Feature of Zencaster. Zencaster upgraded their shit. We're not recording that. So you can't see that, but I get to see them. And uh, this is a pretty cool experience. So thank you for letting me see your face. Thank you for taking the time and welcome back. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. I love I love that I love uncomfortable conversations because they're almost all uncomfortable for me. <laughs> Fair. So Fair. I, I love that we both like to talk so much. Yeah. Before the episode started, folks, we uh, were chatting and then I was like, maybe I should start recording this because we're going to be talking for an hour before we even start <laughs> recording. Uh, and James Olivia was like, because uh, they have a, a course. That's actually where I first discovered James Olivia. Uh, so if you folks don't remember, episode 225 was when I first spoke about James Olivia. I attended their two-day workshop during, uh, we'll call it the height last year of racism, when people realized it was a thing. Uh, and I attended their uh, relationship uh, fuckery 
uh, workshop and it, my recap on it just totally blew my mind and was was absolutely everything I was looking for. Shout out to Madison for putting me on to, to James Olivia. And then after that, uh, James Olivia agreed to come on the podcast. So if you want to check out those episodes, we'll link them in the show notes, 225 and 228. But let's hop on into today's uncomfortable conversation. And I want to pass the mic to you with a broad question, being a bad host. What have you been up to since last we spoke? Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) See, bad question, but I'm just going to give it to you. That's a terrible question and a wonderful question. Okay, one, I don't remember when last we spoke because COVID time. Yeah, I was literally just trying to look. I was like, when the heck was that? I know the number. Uh, that was on, holy shit, August? July 13th, July. 2020. Okay. So that feels like it was four years ago, but it was less than one year ago. <laughs> and then I'm all in your DMs all the time. So yeah, I just time, feel like so. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I just said that to rub that in, in case anybody read <laughs> anything that... That came up in the last week. Um, So what have I been up to? Um, Okay, so between then and now, I launched, I relaunched my program Regard. That is, it started out eight weeks a few years ago, and then it became a 10-week program, and then it became a four-month program. And then I was like, oh, let's be true to the vision of it being a three-year program and relaunch it as a one-year program (laughs) this time around. (laughs) All right. So my, I had a business coach for a couple of years whom I loved and cannot speak highly enough about, um, Lena West, who gave me, she's the one who originated Mind Your Business with me. She, that's where that came from, where she was like, James Olivia, mind your business. Like, that's mind your business. I'm like, oh, right. Do what I came to do. That's my business. Um, So every time you hear me say that, that's where that comes from. Um, And she also gave me this gem, which was give yourself the gift of starting small. Love that. So, and that's, I think along the lines of your thing, just, just do the thing. Like do the thing. So I knew when I dreamed up regard, I was like, I want this exploration of right relationship. I want to have this conversation with people that's really deep and long-term and in a small group. And I was like, I, at the time, I didn't, I don't think I knew enough people to fill up a program. I was like, I don't even know that many people in my life. I'm an introvert. Um, and I gave myself the gift of starting small as a, just an eight week, like short or deep dive conversation. And kept growing it and growing it. And so now I get a year with people. I just had three hours with them today, earlier today. Actually, Madison, I'm. if I can coax Madison into the July cohort, I will. <laughs> Do it. Please. I love me some Madison. Do it. Do it. A year. A year. I have many questions, but I wanted you to keep going on what's been happening. I'm writing them down on my whiteboard. Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, so I, I write all the things down. <laughs> um, but I want to keep. I want you to keep going with what's going on. What's has happened since last year? Okay, so I guess if I go backwards chronologically, it's easier. So Tuesday, I got my first COVID shot. That okay, seems like. A, I mean, that seems like a really big deal to me. Yeah. So yeah. Um, 
I, between last year and this year, I've gone through two sessions of, of a four year leadership program that I'm in with Jen McCabe. And that's, we meet for nine days at a time, twice a year for four years. So basically we have 72 days together over the course of the four years. Two of those sessions have, have been completed now a year of that program is complete and i it's significant i'm talking about it because it's so significant in that it blows my mind every time i change my work changes my my understanding of my commitments change my understanding of my responsibility changes um i'm a i'm a big word nerd and so i get more precise with my language every time Mm -hmm. i go through a session um, I'm changing Thanks. and I'm, and I'm in the first quarter of it in this program. So talk to me in three years. I will Absolutely. be, I will be more me and also completely different. I'm so, here I'm um, here what else has happened? My dog was on steroids. <laughs> My dog just got off steroids after like was four sick? months. Yeah, mystery, like some sort of mystery thing. She was having some hip stuff. And so now she has gotten very chonky and trained my partner to feed her every two hours or she howls like a demon. Is her hip stuff better? It's fine. It's totally fine. Okay. Well, then, okay. Well, there's that. Okay. Cool. So what else? I And I knit like a fiend. Like that's my life. When you ask what's happening, I'm not an exciting, like there's not a whole lot of drama or excitement oh, yeah. here. It's all happening That's inside great. and, and also normal. knitting. Is knitting new <laughs> or is that just all you've always been? I haven't always knit. I learned how to knit probably like for real, for real 10 years ago. So like in my mid thirties, oh. some you've people learn to knit when they're like eight. They're like, yeah, my, my auntie taught me how to knit. I'm like, don't show off, whatever. <laughs> don't show off. <laughs> it's interesting to show off. <laughs> don't show up yeah, a lot of people picked up i asked because you know i saw people picking things up which was in my opinion great during mm-hmm. rona time and like that forced pause of like what do i want to be doing how do i want to be spending my time and seeing people pick that up so i don't know if you, I was, if you were one of them but you've been doing this shit like, no oh you can years. see me so you can see like my badass sweater that i'm making like i knit like a motherfucker I oh you're like legit it's like a real sweater. Oh yeah. It's not like a no. like one of those neck muff things. It's like not that that's easier, but like that's like a legit sweater, folks. You can't see it, but yeah. it was actually a legit sweater. Yeah. Oh. It's okay. beautiful. Well done. Well done. If well I done. say so myself. I have a question about so Jen McCabe, first uh you first put me on to her um mm-hmm. when during I think probably during your your workshop. Yeah. She's like an enigma. I was like, oh, where can I learn more? Nowhere. You want to talk like, about online? boundaries? <laughs> went online, I'm like, there's like a web page, mm-hmm. kind of. And then I was like, does this, I'm sure it's not on Instagram. Really nothing there. And I was like, how does people <laughs> even find out about their business? <laughs> what? People like how? me who can't shut up about it. <laughs> I was like, which is, amazing and you folks listening you know that i am all about that that's how you get the best people as well word of mouth right mm-hmm. you want to attract be a good person attract other you attract what you are right and then they go and, and share your message and and sing your praises to others but how did you find her um through andrea renee johnson i okay well that's another person who i will okay. like sing sing their praises okay. 
Instagram, Andrea Renee J, and Renee is R A N A E. Andrea Renee J. And J is like an A Y or J? Just the letter J? J, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I met Andrea, I don't know how many years ago, at least a handful in a group. And then I was in a master, a business mastermind with Lena West, my okay. business yeah. coach. So we were, we were together in that. And Andrea had this program coaching as activism. And I was a budding coach at the time. And I was like, what is this coaching as activism? Tell me more. Um, because I had a, I had a gigantic beef with the coaching industry that it bypass, yeah. like we just bypass systemic influences on like it's like oh just be confident or just like like that's it um, just be good it's much yeah. easier just do that just change your mindset you just do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like oh there are so many influences that are contextual and systemic and there are forces in place that they're not excuses and they're real mm-hmm. and so like let's have let's have a conversation about what's actually present not as a way to um, offload responsibility, but as a way to understand our own experience and and where we actually need support that's not just cheerleading and mm-hmm. like you got this. The easiest job. I am gonna take a step back mm-hmm. because I am blown away by the fact that you were in a business mastermind. I like would have mm-hmm. never guessed that. I feel like the person who I have interacted with, uh, I feel like you'd be like, fuck those motherfucking things. Like, I'm so surprised. <laughs> that, like, you, I'm like, you said you're in a bit. It like caught me off guard. I'm like, you were in a business mastermind? What? Yeah, well, Can you it tell was, me more about that? It was Lena. So it was a special business mastermind. Okay. It was not like a like okay. internet marketing bro. Okay. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? I was really like, wait a minute, what? what okay. But tell me more, because I don't know what that means. I've never been in any other business mastermind, so then that yeah. one, I wouldn't know what they're like. So I started a, we call it a mentor mind. I started uh-huh. one this year with Jill after much pushback on by myself. One, I have commitment issues, and I was like, I don't know if I can commit <laughs> to be working with someone for six months or a year, like. If it ends up happening, cool. But I like to, from the jump, be like, we're going to be doing this thing for a long time. I don't really know if I can do that. Uh, and then I just felt some kind of way about them. They typically are led by white men that typically mm-hmm. use the uh, standard for success as you made more money, which I want people to make money. It's great. But like, that's like the only, the only mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, people kind of get left behind. Uh, I typically see them being used largely as a way to financially benefit the person running the mastermind more mm. than anything else. Yeah. Like I'm, I love teaching to groups. I love what we'll call, let's say leveraged coaching where it's mm-hmm. one to many. I really do like the energy of that. Yeah. Um, and the energy that people get from being in the room and being mm-hmm. with each other. This is amazing. But one of the things that I've seen with people starting masterminds is they're just kind of like, this is a way that I can charge a lot of money and have all these people in the same area. Cause I'm kind of talking to them about the same thing. And I'm like, Okay, but also what are they getting out of this that they couldn't do, let's say, on their own? Are they, are they paying you to have access to other people in the group? Because that's like kind of weird to me. You're like a gatekeeper for these relationships. That's like a little bit fucking weird. Um, and like just, you know, the privilege that I've had in... It's very easy for me to meet people and easy for me to, to 
create relationships with people and then have access to them. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I have you want me to pay, have someone pay me so that they can talk to somebody else. Like what? So I've always, I, I don't think masterminds in and of themselves are bad, but the way that I've seen them run leaves it has always left a taste in my mouth, which was also yeah. why I was like, I don't know if I want to start one. Um, and then, you know, did talk with Jill and we, we started one cause I was like, Hey, we're going to do this and we're going to fucking do it. Right. Or what yeah. I, you know, perceived to be right. But yeah, I, I didn't after, you know, you're saying that the, this, this person, Lena West, um, and that's definitely going to be a quote, like give yourself the, the gift of starting small. Um, that that's why you went into that group. That makes a lot mm -hmm. more sense to me then. I was like, yeah, I'm so I'm glad you asked. Cause now that I, cause that was like at least three or four years ago that I started with her. So I don't, and I was with her for two years and they were amazing and like established a foundation for me to, to do what I'm doing now and be sustainable in it. But I wanted to work with Lena. I didn't even know she had a mastermind. I was like, mm. just how, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, hi, will are you taking new clients? How do I give you my money? How like, mm -hmm. please, yeah, I I'm at your door. Like I'm knocking at your door. Um, and part of working with her was, you get one on one time with me, and you have access to this mastermind. And I was like, mm -hmm. great mastermind, whatever. Like I get to work with Lena. <laughs> <laughs> so that was I don't think that I ever would have been in that otherwise um that and makes sense. and it's a different thing when it's somebody who is you know a black indigenous woman working with basically women and non-men like mm -hmm. yeah. and it's it's a completely different kind yeah. of focus and yeah. her whole thing is I want you to have a business that loves you back which right. is a completely different story than here's what success looks like. Let me tell you about it mm -hmm. and show you the five steps to getting there, whether or not you're miserable. I love that. I love that. I, love that. I think it's really scary for coaches to try and let people define success for themselves. They're like, nope, it looks like this. And you need to, a traditional coaching from what I've seen. It's like, here's how, here's the, no one's questions it. I, I see, and one of the things that um, it, it occurs in the master, the mentor mind that, that Jill and I run, and why I think that it's a good balance is uh, you can be really good at solving problems, but it's like, are you solving the right, do you need to solve that problem? Can we take a step back and be like, what problems should we actually be solving instead of like, okay, well, I have this thing and like, okay, well, here's the steps to do that. But like, is that the problem? Do you need to be solving that? And, uh, you know, taking a step back and doing that. And also now on my end being like, yeah, the six months is good. I'm okay with that. There's some growth because it takes a long time. Yeah. You to get to see, you get to see people actually like grow out of the here, solve my problem and into yes. the. Oh, I, I've redefined what a problem is in the first place. Like that. That's so like, oh, so, so magic. I, can we talk a bit more about this time frame? You ha have a, a vision of a program that's three years long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be. I'm, I'm looking in like the next five years. I'm not, I, I'm not in a hurry for that. I just know that that's what it's going to be. I love it. Can you just, I'm trying to think, of, I'm trying to formulate the question with that. I think if I just spit it out, that's different. <laughs> it's different. It's not what we're used to. Um, 
I think, you know, traditional uh, marketing would be like, that's going to be really hard to sell. Um, but obviously, Jen McCabe does, your program is what, four years? It's four years long. Right? Yeah. Um, and, when I'm in you know, it. <laughs> college is four years. People commit to things. People will, yeah. will do this. Um, is there a specific approach? Is there, why three years? Just what can you tell me about this? That's different. Um, I haven't gotten all the way into the details of this three cool. years. I just know I that, that half of it, well, okay, not half. The first six months at least will be a really specific set of skills for relating. Mm -hmm. And those are the skills that I'm learning with Jen, how mm -hmm. to actually facilitate those now. So the skills for radically relating to difference is the setup and the sort of the, um, what's the word? I lose words at the end of the day and I'm on the East coast. So it's the end of my day, <laughs> but that's pretty much the requirement. Like I don't want to spend three years with you if you don't know how to relate to difference. Like if, if a difference comes up, not that, you know, you're a bad or yeah. terrible person, it's just not going to be that fun for me. I want to take mm -hmm. care of myself in choosing who I want to spend three years of my life with at a time. So, so like, let's learn how to relate to difference and get competent with that. And then in the next two and a half years, let's look at personal relationships, like our intimate relationships. And this is really relationship with self, relationship with, you know, partner, close family, best friends, children. Um, these are the, the relationships that we're involved in every single day that we're committed to their family and chosen family. And then the next part of it, um, what are you building in the world? Who are you leading? What are you creating? And what do those relationships look like? Because you cannot have really crappy relationships with the people that you're trying to build a vision with. Wow. What does... In this program, I know it's not all fleshed out, but I, just, I still want to talk mm -hmm. about it because it's so different. Are you... If you have to give yourself a, a role... Are mm -hmm. you a coach? I'm a facilitator. Facilitator. I, I facilitate it. uncomfortable conversations. Okay. <laughs> and I like it. In this, is there uh so again, I'm trying to break my head out of my brain out of the traditional, <laughs> like this is what that's how things are done, which is like fuck that. But uh in terms of facilitating these processes and encouraging people to move forward and encouraging people to move with it. Yeah. Are, what do the deliverables look like maybe in terms of like accountability? Like, is there homework? Is there check-in? How does that work? I'm going to break your brain. Yeah. I'm not an accountability coach. I don't yeah. hold anybody accountable. If you don't have an, a proposal for where you want to be, what business do I have in your shit? Cool. So it is very much participant-centered, student-centered, you're going to learn what you came to learn. You tell me what that is. I'll facilitate that conversation. Um, I don't have an agenda that you get somewhere. Um, and in being with you, it's almost inevitable that you're going to get somewhere. Yeah. Like, I, 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 am, I am of the school that being with someone without judging them is a container for change. That's my experience anyway, of having that gifted to you me. Keep going on that. <laughs> what does that what does that mean? Being with someone without judging them. 
uh, as a container for change? Um, that a lot of the time when we're pushing someone to get somewhere, that's a setup for resistance. Like, oh, you're, you're telling me what I need to do, and I'm going to exercise my agency and sovereignty by telling you in subtle sometimes or blatant sometimes ways, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I do what I want. Even, even if what I want is, fuck you, I'm powerless. Fuck you, I can't. It's mm-hmm. underneath all of that is a, and I think an exercise in sovereignty and power, which is ironic. Like the people who have offered me the most resistance and the most illumination of that dynamic is when I'm like, but you have power. And they're like, no, I don't watch me resist you. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. All my, uh, you know, I, I say this every time I think I have an episode. I'm like, I don't really know who listens to this podcast. Maybe they're PTs, probably. <laughs> Trainers, I don't really know. I'm grateful for everybody that listens. Um, but it's always, always easiest for me to, you know, create tangible, uh, um, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't know, examples and connections within the PT, you know, something I'm familiar with, but we've seen that a ton, right? You, you, you folks out there that are PTs or you work with people and you're just like, you have control over this. You, you, you are at the steering wheel. You're behind the steering wheel with this. And they're like, I'm not. I push back. You've nailed it. You see it. Yes. 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 Yeah. So the, the conversation becomes very, very different when it's not a, it's not me telling someone you can you must, uh, yeah. God forbid, I tell somebody they must do anything. That's a setup for me getting my ass handed to me. Yeah. But like, but when it's a question, what do you want? And what are you willing to do to get it? Because if the answer is, I don't know, it's like, well, if you don't know, I, this isn't where I should be putting my energy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if your willingness isn't there, then like, thank you for giving me that information. I'm responsible for where I put my energy. Keep going. This is a great segue into <laughs> boundaries and such, but being responsible for where you put your own energy. We spoke briefly about this the other day and mm-hmm. how the DMs are a really nice uh, objective way to practice having boundaries, setting boundaries, upholding boundaries. Yeah, you like to post. Chime in there. Wait. That post that you just did, like, what are you doing in my DMs? <laughs> <laughs> People just, you know, and honestly, I did that post. I don't get DMs like that a lot anymore mm-hmm. um, because I've made it very clear that don't do that. Um, and I'm not going to respond to this. But I know that other, I know that other people will message me about this. I know it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just also sharing my past experience. I know it's a thing. Uh, yeah. And people coming in with, can I pick your brain? And I know their intent is, is they're well-meaning and things like that. Uh, but you folks, I was speaking with James Olivia before the call and that post, anytime a post does well, right? I love Instagram. Anytime a post does well, it's because it's relatable. People are like, yes, me too. I've experienced it. Of course, that's when things go viral because people, it's not this weird mm-hmm. thing that they're like, I can't understand this because it's happened to me. So the number of people, they're like, yeah, this happens to me. I need to do better about this. I need to, you know, I need to, I should work on these boundaries more. What do you got for us? 
J-O. I have an unpopular opinion that I will say out loud. Say it. I love it. Um, people seem to struggle a lot with boundaries, and I get it. Um, boundaries are a natural consequence. They are a byproduct of your commitment. If you don't have a commitment, you won't have a boundary. The boundary is the thing at the end of the commitment. So start with your commitment. If you have a commitment to your own precious time, your boundaries will not be a problem. Why is this unpopular? Is that what you just said the first thing? That has to be the most popular. It seems like it would be, but yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> like, that's perfect. Great. Getting a tattoo. <laughs> I think the unpopular part is when I when I bumper sticker it down to the most simplified, contemptuous version of it, which is boundaries are basic. <laughs> I mean, like, wow. Boundaries are a byproduct of commitment. That's so fucking good. Because I don't think that many people, like if you ask the same people, if they have a hard time upholding boundaries around their kids' safety, they'd probably say no. Mm. It's mm -hmm. like, because you're very committed to your child's mm -hmm. safety. If you're as mm -hmm. committed to your to the preciousness of your own energy, it's like you don't think about like, how am I going to hold this boundary if someone comes up and tries to touch my kid's hair mm -hmm. and I don't know. Like you don't think about that. You know what you'll do. It's pretty basic. <laughs> That's great. It's not a how question. It's a what am I committed to question. I love this. I want to, I have so many things written down, but I'll just hop up top of mind because you said it and it's something I've been thinking about for quite some time. Uh, and I've, I haven't made an official podcast about it because I'm still like, whenever I go do a, do a post or a podcast, I like sit with it and I'm like, what are, you know, what is the dissenting opinion? What would other people say? What, let me dissect this fully before and make sure that I trust myself in the comment section before I put this thing out. So, <laughs> I, that's where I'm at with this, but it keeps coming up. And um, I truly believe that for most of us that have so much privilege, and obviously privilege is different, but mm -hmm. for most of us that have our, our, our varied, varied privilege, struggling becomes a choice. It becomes an option uh, that people seemingly really like to hang on to. And I see it, at least in my world, where it's like people chasing borrowed goals, people chasing things that they don't actually actually necessarily really want, mm -hmm. but maybe they're supposed to do. And they're like, I struggle to keep my house clean. And I'm like, do you fucking care about that? You have other shit to do. <laughs> you don't struggle. Like, that's a choice. Like, just leave it then. Like, can you, are you willing to offer some uh, discomfort to the conversation and be like, here's... Here's what I think, maestro. About struggling in general or struggling for things that we don't actually want? Struggling as a choice. Oh, man. Um, hold on while I set aside my feeling attacked. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm coming off like my last month was my my session of leadership where I have spent many days and days afterwards struggling. But that's I call that grappling, like where I'm grappling yeah. with concepts and ideas. And yes. I think 
grappling yes. for our own growth is a different kind of struggle than struggling against our own will. So yes. I think what you're talking about with like, I struggle to keep my house clean is like, because you don't actually want to and you think you should and you're judging yourself for yeah. for this internal conflict. Oh. Um, and I'm not going to say that I don't struggle with that too because I do. I think you might be one of the rare people. You and my partner are like the rare people who don't have this sort of like, you know, immobilizing self-judgment about stuff. I, I think that's – yes. Yeah, there are just so few people in the world who don't struggle with that. And he'll call me on it. He'll be like, are you just struggling with a bunch of self-judgment right now? Because that seems to be the only thing that's in the way of you being okay with like, like I was in the middle of a leadership session and I'm like, I have a no for leading. I'm really struggling with that right now. Like, I don't know if this is for me. I mean, that like... <laughs> What am I going to do? I'm in this for three more years. Um, <laughs> and there's shit like that where you do have to struggle your way through it. It's like, okay, I'm, I've got to, but I have to get okay with where I am. No, I say you have to struggle your way through it. And that's a lie. Like I didn't have to struggle my way through it. I mm -hmm. had to get okay with where I was and just set the struggle down so that I could get through to wherever I was going to get to. Um and so, and that can be anything from like, I don't know if I'm ready to lead to, I don't know if I want to vacuum my carpet. Like, I yeah, I like that. Like, are you the, okay uh, with where you are? The own will, struggling against your own will. I, I like that a lot. I will be sitting with that. I think that for me, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm. When you use the word struggle, mm -hmm. are we thinking more of hard work and again both and i get it but if i force this binary sure are we leaning or let's put on spectrum are we leaning more towards hard work when you say that or are we leaning more towards suffering this is I, this is a great question i'll play um <laughs> uh, you can also say next that's fine I'm like, okay fine thrown away no, um <laughs> So there, I mean, there are so many ways to look at, at struggle and these, let's go with this binary. So there's the struggle, say with like, you know, civil rights and social justice, there's, mm -hmm. there's the concept mm -hmm. of struggle there mm -hmm. and struggling together. Yes. Um, and that is the, am I willing to work hard and be uncomfortable and uncertain? Um, and that's, I think when I say me grappling with concepts that mm -hmm. that are forcing me to grow it's like am i willing to sit in the discomfort of the uncertainty here and and have a have a reckoning with what seems to be so like am i willing to pull the rug out from under my own feet here yeah um and and also in struggling for justice like it's like am i willing to upset the status quo am i willing to Am I willing to encounter consequences that are going to be unknown or unpleasant? Um, that there's struggle in that. Yeah. And when we're talking about just the unnecessary suffering, it's like, okay, well, some of these things I'm I am opting in for discomfort and pain. And I know it. I'm doing it on purpose, or maybe not, but I'm opting into discomfort and pain. Mm -hmm. With the suffering, it's 
I am taking the pain, I'm making out with it, and I'm prolonging it beyond what is actually necessary for me to get the fucking job done. Got it. So many words. And I think that's so helpful. So, so, so many words. One of the things I always look at with teachers, leaders, instructors, coaches, is their ability to uh, explain things in as many different ways as possible so they can you know, have these conversations and, and help as many different people because people learn differently. But words, and I love that you really like the words. I love them. Uh, so helpful. And, and then what you just said, I just wrote down a bunch here. And I, I really like those world words pulled out because I feel like when we throw the word struggle in there, it just has a feeling. Mm-hmm. And then that's what people run with and is the feeling, which maybe that's a good segue into today's post that we did. But when hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in saying grapple and my handwriting's so bad, uh, <laughs> grapple, reckoning, upset. What did these other ones say? I don't know. There's two, two other ones that I can't read on there. I love this. Pulling those out of that word struggle and what it can mean love i love that i I love that that's really good things to sit with i wish my handwriting was better but that's okay there's oh something's coming up too there's the idea that we make things harder than they need to be and that's part of unnecessary struggle it's like yeah like where we're i'm thinking of it just when i talk to you i'm my mind goes to the gym which is pretty much the only time my mind goes to the gym. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but there are certain things that we, like obstacles we put in our own way in order to grow, in order to strengthen ourselves, in order to get something out of it. And I think the struggle that you're talking about that's unnecessary is like, let me put an obstacle in my own mm-hmm. way to avoid responsibility for getting what I want because holy shit what happens if I get it you just nailed it nailed it that's fucking it 100% 100 that's it 100% I want to go I, I there's a segue there but I actually want to bounce back to and I gotta pull this up on my screen I want to bounce back to today's post mm-hmm. that you did um because I loved it but the post read, anger is an emotion, retaliation is a decision. Fear is an emotion, avoidance is a decision. Disgust is an emotion, punishment is a decision. Guilt is an emotion, defensiveness is a decision. You have a phenomenal caption in here. I could read that, but it's more fun <laughs> for me uh, if you can speak more about that i think it ties in we're just talking about just about the choice that we make and what we the actions that we take mm-hmm. um i'd love to hear where that where did that i know it was a repost or mm-hmm. like a yeah recycle you, but who told me once is never because is never but oh my god i didn't see that before <laughs> so <laughs> i'm glad you recycled that where did this one come from um who knows my God. Uh, <laughs> what made you want to post it today? Um, perhaps my own struggle stuff in these last, nothing teaches you more, I think, than, than grappling with your own shit. But like my own grappling and reckoning and struggling with stuff 
realizing like, oh, regardless of what I'm feeling, and I don't mean regardless, like, let me just, you know, forget about my feelings. Like they're unimportant. They're very important. Like feelings are, are great information yeah. about what's yeah. important to me and what I value and what I want to prioritize. And I can feel any number of things. And those are not the reasons that I make decisions. Like me feeling fear isn't, isn't the reason that I launch my program or don't launch my program. Mm -hmm. My decision is the reason I launch my program mm -hmm. or don't launch my program. Yeah. Um, my, in my relationship with my sweetie, I might be annoyed, but how I choose to show up and, and be with him and treat him in our relationship is a result of my commitments and my decision, not just like, oh, I'm annoyed. So now I get to you know, treat you like trash. And yeah, like, yeah. this is, that's not the basis for my decision about how to be in relationship. So it's like, I go, ahead. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go, go, go. Oh, I was just going to give more and more examples because I can, oh, I, like I had a COVID shot this week that I'm all excited about. Um, and then I had disobedient school that night. And then I had, you know, three coaching calls the next day and then regard today for three hours. And I knew that I was going to be tired. Um, and it was like, okay, I'm afraid I'm going to be tired. So do I want to reschedule my shot or reschedule? My it's like, I feel tired and that informs me that I'm going to need to rest. And so I ended up taking naps between all of my clients. It was like when I would normally be, you know, checking email or having a snack or loving up my dog or whatever I would be doing or scrolling yeah. on Instagram. Cause I love that too. <laughs> I got to lay down and for, you know, 40 minutes at a time, take naps. And that's the, the feeling isn't the decision. Yeah. The commitment is the decision. What is, and you spoke about it before, in your experience in working with people and, and digging through things and working through your own things, we can pull from that. Mm -hmm. What is the fear in realizing that you have agency and choice and control? Why does that become scary for people? I am going to go, I'm going to declare a thing that may or may not be true for everyone, but I, I tend to think that because we live in a society that's punitive, like, uh -huh. like yeah. we go to judgment, we go to punishment. It's like we, we live in punishment and reward. We talk about what people deserve all the time. We say, charge what you're worth, mm -hmm. who deserves your time, like stuff, all of that. And it's like, oh, if I, if I am powerful and I'm making decisions and I'm, honoring my own sovereignty and I'm celebrating my own agency, everybody's going to know I'm responsible. <laughs> and with that comes, you know, people's projections and people's judgments. And you open yourself up to a lot of like, oh, if you're powerful, you, you should know the answers. You should take the credit or the blame. Um, there's a lot of, and I'm going to say there's a lot of engagement with responsibility, but there may or may not be. So like, there's a lot of opportunity to engage responsibility. And that can be scary, like that putting yourself out there for people to say, 
like, hey, I don't like what you said, or I don't like what you did, or that was wrong, or you're wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. um, not that there's necessarily, well, risks and consequences are different for everybody. So um, totally. I, I think it tends to be totally. different. Like, totally. Very, very different for people based on their social identities, what their risks totally. and consequences are for putting themselves out there. That was a legitimate question. I don't ask questions that I know the answer to. That's like gross when people do that. But that was like legitimately being like, I want to understand this better because I don't understand it. I I realize that we shouldn't have to have personally experienced something in order to be able to try and understand it and 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 such. But mm-hmm. it's very interesting to me because the thought of like. The opposite is really scary for me. The thought mm-hmm. of having control, because I have control issues, <laughs> is great. I'm like, I can control that? Amazing. And then, you know, my girlfriend, she's like, astrology. And I'm like, bitch, get out of here with that. I can't control that. <laughs> I mean, the moon is going to fucking change that. It, nope. I don't want to hear that. I want to have control over all of these things. So it's so, because we're so, mm-hmm. so incredibly different with that and she finds comfort in that and like you know that other things can have an influence on this Mm -hmm. and so it's very interesting to me you know and legitimately asking you that and when you said the the punitive aspect of it and that that just you know that encompasses so much yeah that makes sense yeah i mean to declare something say on on instagram and have somebody in your in your comments go like uh, it's the but what about and Mm -hmm. and that like oh now i have to explain myself (laughs) And this is, I think, also another extension of commitment, that commitment is one of the, the antidotes to that fear. Yeah. Like when you, once you commit to, like, I know this, I know this is right. I don't yeah. have to justify it to you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to explain it. And you can disagree with me. And yay, yeah. I might even learn something from you. That would be cool. Yeah. That was a good one. I'm going to circle that. <laughs> Will I be able to read it later? I don't know. But I'll give myself the time to try and figure <laughs> that out out uh let me go scope the top of the list today's post uh we went into the boundaries can we speak since we're already talking about instagram Mm -hmm. uh can we talk a little bit about or a lot of bit whatever you want uh about and we've had this discussion before when expectations get placed on influencers or those with a larger platform because it only ever seems to go in that direction of you are supposed to be speaking about this. You need to be posting about this. You need to be doing this. Uh, and I think it ties into what we said earlier. Cause whenever someone says that to me, then my resistance mm-hmm. is like, I will never post about it. now. You lose. <laughs> I do what I told, want. <laughs> yeah. You told me to do it and now I'll never do it. Yeah. But there's also, I just feel, I know I, I reached out to you, before because I it really someone would message me and it just really didn't sit well with me and I couldn't figure out and anytime something doesn't sit well I'm like let me figure out try to dig the deeper and like why does this actually bother me so fucking much is it that they didn't see me how I wanted to be seen is it that I knew I should be doing this other thing or what what is it uh but you spoke earlier about expectations and requirements mm-hmm. could you share about Oh, okay. 
Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. I want to go back to this, like the message that you got though, because it's not just expectations and requirements. It's there's an expectation that people have. This is more about responsibility. Not that mm -hmm. expectations and requirements aren't also about responsibility, but there's there's a thing that we do with people that we have put on a pedestal. Mm. Yes, it's that pedestal thing, and it the pedestal is, hey, if I elevate you to a position that is above me in some way, then you magically now have more responsibility for living my values than I do. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, come again. <laughs> yes and so yes. I, that yes that disregard for your for your personhood and your humanity like that you're a human living your own values and living your own vision and doing what you want to do in the world it's it's like okay well where where is there room for me in that when somebody comes along and says Hey, I put you on this pedestal. Yeah. Why aren't you doing what what yeah. I value? Yeah. yeah. And there's so a it feels bad. Yeah. Well, it's it's also I was going to say it's also gross. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just it feels bad. Cuz I look at I look at that and I'm not going to say I've never done that to anybody too. Like mm -hmm. I have absolutely yeah, yeah. done that to people totally. where I'm like Hey, I expect you to be this way, or I thought you were more like this. Totally. And it's like, really? Like, have you ever even had a conversation with this person? No. Okay. What are you doing? Um, mm -hmm. But where, where I am fully just giving, trying to give away all my responsibility to this person. And yes. when we're trying to give away our responsibility, what we're really doing is giving away our power. And that's, I think, what what is offensive to you if I, I like know you in the yeah. way that I do it's like you have this you have this way of seeing everyone's ability to do what they want to do like you you're like more you like do the thing you got that like you have this um this sort of fundamental belief that people are powerful and have this agency and sovereignty i think that's what one of the reasons that like we are totally. drawn to each totally. other's work because it's like whatever realm it's in that's the underlying thing in both of our work and so i think when both of us see somebody trying to give that away like you're more responsible for my values than i am you're more powerful than i it's like go talk to your 13 followers about what's important yeah. to you <laughs> and like <laughs> I gotta interject because sometimes James Olivia will just slide something in there and you're like, you are human and it's also fucking funny. You know, there was just a little jab there from, from J.O. just like, and you're 13 followers. I don't think <laughs> they, they said that. And I'm so fucking here for it, by the way. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it was like really funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm laughing, but I think I started with 14 followers, which is, you know, more. But... Um... <laughs> 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 which is uh, still more uh but i digress <laughs> no when i got to like 398 followers i was like ben i don't think you can talk to me in two days because i'll have 400 <laughs> followers and i'm famous and i don't think that we'll be able to have conversations because you won't understand my experience um 
it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Such trash in my it's house. So like, <laughs> it's so good. But it's like no matter how few or many people you think yeah. you're influencing, your presence and what you care about is influential. You are influencing with what you care about. And so throwing that away or trying to push that on somebody else, like, hey, hey, maestro, you go influence people with what I care about. It's like, well, how about first you influence me with what you care about and see where I want to go with that. See if I'm available to be influenced by you. J.O. and I had a conversation in the DMs after this. I don't think, I don't know if you know if it was that uh, interaction, but this might have been that one. I don't know. Either way, uh, James Olivia was like, it's likely, you know, sticking with you because it it conflicts with your values. And I was just like, all right, let me go sit with that because I agree, but let me go and sit. Uh, and what you said there was just so, so big. Uh, and again, tying back to what we just said about people is inherently having this their this power and this autonomy and sovereignty, and it like pains me to see people give it away. Like it like feels bad. I'm like, yeah, I don't even I don't want you to give it to me. It's like I don't want Especially, it. It's not like <laughs> I don't want this yet. Like I want you to have it and like be more you. Like you just can you speak about more you? Mm. Um. So you folks listening, uh, I have credited James, Olivia, and Hunter a million times, and I'll do it a million more times, 11 billion more times. Uh, but the shirts and the, the mantra, the mantra came from James, Olivia, uh, and in their post, it would say, more you is better. And then you folks know I've just stole from, borrowed with permission, <laughs> indefinitely, uh, from Hunter, spelling more M-O-A-R, because I think it's just a better way to spell more. It's kind of like roar. Uh, and then James Olivia was like, yeah, make a shirt. And I was like, done. Cause when someone that you respect says to do something and then you're like, okay, I will do that thing. So between James Olivia and, uh, Kathy Sierra, I was like, okay, well, it's going to happen. Uh, but as the, uh, originator for that incredible phrase, can you, can you tell us a little history or whatever you want to share? Yeah, that, that comes from facilitating groups, like conversations where people are constantly holding themselves back. Um, mm -hmm. constantly like, I don't want to take up too much space or mm -hmm. I so mm -hmm. I have this question. Oh, but I feel like I've been talking for a really long time. It's like you asked well. a question. That's not like <laughs> <laughs> just started. Yeah. It's been seven seconds. Um, and it, hearing myself say like more you is better. Like, bring what you have more you is better. This is not a conversation without you. It's a lecture. And so this is. At which I'm happy to do. I love a lecture. Yeah, totally. And also, I don't need other people present for that. I don't get much from it in the same way. So, so it's it's also me like seeing people unfold in these longer groups. It's like seeing them come come out a little bit more and a little bit more, and like, oh, here's what I have. It starts out. Hey, James, Olivia, what do you have? Which I'm guessing is what you get to. Like, Maestro, what do you have? Tell me how to yeah. do this. Tell me all the answers. And this shift to like, oh, I've applied this and this is what I have. And this is what's coming out of my application and my practice of this. And now it's becoming my own thing. And I have, you know, some differences here around it. Or like, what do you think about this thing that I'm trying? It's like, 
yeah, bring yourself to yeah. the practice, whatever the practice is, the, the practice could be anything. It's like, yeah, anything. more you is, is yeah. so much better. It, I'm sure it happens like with every, with every exercise, because everybody's body is structurally different. Oh my so you God, show, yes. You show somebody an exercise and it's like, okay, yeah, adapt it and make it your own. More you is better. Now I have more information for the next body that's more like yours than like mine. Nailed it. Nailed it. So good. So more you is better. We, I get more from the world and my experience of the world when people show up with what they have. Is there a, is there a cap on that? And I'm not, I'm not talking about, I am not young. I don't know what no cap. I don't even know what that means. I see it on Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck is this no cap? I literally mean, is there like a ceiling? Is there a time when you're like, that's too much. That's too much you. I changed my mind. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's too much. Is that a thing? Um, I'm sure it is. Like I am, I am absolutely sure that there are, you know, we can look around at our politicians and celebrities and go, we've had enough of that. Um, (laughs) Whatever that was. Uh, (laughs) And yes, yeah, there there can be a maximum. I am not the authority on what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My responsibility is taking care of me in the face of you bringing all of what you have. It's my responsibility isn't to limit you. Mm-hmm. That's not my work in the world yeah. anyway. My work in yeah. the world is yeah, to yeah, totally. it, like encourage more of you. And if it's yeah. if it's more than I have capacity to be with, my capacity is my responsibility. So like I'm autistic and introverted. I shut down, like I'm done at six o'clock in my world, six o'clock PM. I don't see clients after that. I don't have classes after that. Occasionally I'll be in something that I want to learn after that. But Mm -hmm. that's my, like, I'm going to go and cook food and hang out with my sweetie and pet my dog and like watch a rerun of something and knit some, like, that's my time. Yeah. And do I want people doing things after 6 p.m. Eastern? Yes, I do. Like, I want you to have all the parties. I'm not going to them. Like, more you is still better. Less me at your party is also better. More also me better. at my house like is it. better. What does being an introvert mean? It beats the fuck out of me. I don't know. I <laughs> you def- I should say what do you define it as? That's what I would probably say. What is what do you um, define that? Or categorize that as? So I'm gonna I I joke and say I'm an introvert, but I think I'm a it, like if ambivert is a thing then or omnivert or whatever. I think of omnivore like <laughs> I, gonna eat, I, some I eat all the people. Eat people? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like what? Nom nom. Um, <laughs> like I love I love talking with people, and I. I get a lot from myself in hearing myself talk to people. I learn a lot in saying things out loud and I like hearing other people talk. And for me, one of the things is I don't like big groups and by big groups, I mean like more than 10 people at a time. That's That's um, And typically more than like two or three people is a, is a giant group to me, but I, I do it when I'm facilitating because I have a, Mm -hmm. I have a structured role that supports me. Um, in being with a bigger group that way, but I don't, I need lots and lots of time 
alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need time to fondle yarn and look at the internets and like yeah. read books. That's it. <laughs> um, just to hang out with my sweetie and my dog. Like I need, I need time alone to not murder anyone. Yeah. That so if that's an introvert, then I definitely have that. So. Agreed. Sign me up. It's so interesting. I mean, people love the boxes and four things. I'm just wondering your experience with it. I totally agree. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. I'm not trying to hang out in big groups. I, do I have the like social wherewithal to be able to do it? Yes. But is it what I'm choosing to do and how I'm going to be charged? Absolutely. Excuse me. Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm not shy. Like it's not a yeah, matter of exactly. being shy. Right? Like, no. I just don't like it. I just- <laughs> Like uh, my choice is not that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let me just look my look at my board real quick. It's a big board. Uh, doesn't make sure I go through. Because I am being cognizant of the time. I know when people listen to these. I don't know. The Joe Rogan be talking for like three hours, and I'm like, that is that's, that's a really long time. That's a really long time. I'm not trying to. I'd rather just do multiple episodes. But I have all the things written down. And before we hopped in the episode, I was just like, James Olivia, I have no, I have no agenda ever, but I have no agenda with this. I just want to have a conversation and record it and share it with the people. And I know that I'll learn a ton, a ton from it. So thank you, Willie. Oh, what am I saying? I do have two more questions. Okay. Uh, One of them is my standard last question, but number, the one before it, what is coming up for you? What are you doing? What are you teaching, coaching, leading, facilitating? There's the words coming out. What's going yeah. on? Okay. So by the time this airs, um, okay, as we're recording, I have two workshops coming up, two little shorter ones. So one of them is two Saturdays, and it's about estrangement and being in right relationship, even when we're separated by our choice or somebody else's choice. And that tends to be total downer. Um <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, honestly. I laugh about it because it's really not like it's not a and it it's painful like it's painful yeah. to be separated Fuck from yeah. people that we care about um, yeah. and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a total downer like there are ways to stay in right relationship with ourselves through that um, and the other one the one that you went to last year when it was two days but now it's three days and it's super long so, is supremacy culture and relational fuckery and that's looking at the ways that that supremacy culture in general, like white supremacy, so patriarchy, good. capitalism, transphobia, fat phobia, all these things actually impact how we show up in our personal relationships with each other. It's not just systemic. It's also impacting us in our everyday lives and how we how we treat ourselves and how we treat each other. So that will probably all be done by the time this airs. And then in July, I start two fresh cohorts of disobedience school which is exactly what it sounds like. Um, (laughs) um, And that's a four-month conversation, like weekly conversation with people who are uh, looking at where where we hold these rules that we're not even necessarily conscious of. We're just like being being compliant and being good um, and not necessarily getting what we want or building the, the life in the world that we want to build. So, so there's that. And then, Oh, also in July, say around the same time, another cohort of regard starts and that'll be, I was going to ask, I was like, what about regard? Regard, regard. And that'll be like five humans. 
that I want to spend yeah. a year in conversation yeah. with. So, a year. Yeah. How often does do you meet with that? Um, I meet with everybody in regard one on one once a month or more if they're like mm -hmm. if something's going on. So I meet privately with everybody, and then twice a month we have group gatherings. Love it. And then they have their own personal partners in the program as well. So good. Sounds so good. Uh, where can people find this? They can and learn more. Click on the link tree in Instagram. James Olivia, why is this not on your own website? Just wondering. Um, are you still using Linktree? It will go to my website. Everything will go to my website. <laughs> oh, why do you have a Linktree? Um, so that people can pick their exact thing that they want to look at so that they don't land on any other thing than the thing that they want to look at then. But you're coach me right now. Oh my God. Can you're I softly in suggest that you just, you, or I don't know who does your website, create. I do. Oh, I love it. I don't want to assume. Uh, create that same page on your website. This way all the traffic is going to your website and you always know if it's working. I had a lot of problems in the past with Linktree. Oh. Sometimes it would be broken and I was like, what the fuck? So you just make a page on your website. Okay. You know, uh, you know, what is your website? Inquisitivehuman.com. Love the consistent branding. Right? So inquisitivehuman.com forward slash Instagram and that mm -hmm. will take you to that page. All the links are on there. You can change the buttons as you want, and you just have full oh. control over it. Life control. Oh, my God. You so. just gave me another task to do this weekend. Thank you. <laughs> Soft suggestion. Soft suggestion. I will, I will take it. But all of it's in the link tree. It's all there. It'll right it'll take you to my website. Like, if you click on Disobedient School, it'll go to the totally. Disobedient School link in my website. So, and so then you can get anywhere else you want to go. In there. Quick question, uh, yeah. just from the business side. When you, do you plan out your, this is like literally just for my own knowledge. Yeah. You plan out your whole year. I plan Because you out, run multiple things, which I love. You plan out the whole year, like I'm going to launch this thing and then this thing or. I plan three years in advance. Oh my God. <laughs> I just had a heart attack. That I is... change it. I, I change it as I need to. I'm flexible about it, but I want to see, like I have these, okay, I'm going to plug Jesse at newyear.net net is it dot net or not it's n-e-u year new oh, year okay -E and he makes these full year calendars where the weeks just run into each other it's like the months run into each other rather than having like june is here and then there's a big mm -hmm. break and then like the next tuesday it starts it's like no yeah. they're they all just like they all go together they yeah. all go together so you can see your whole year and i use washi tape and dots and like i can see all the programs so my my wall is like three years of of calendar three years so that i can see my vacations and shit too like if i'm planning oh, yeah. programs and i'm oh, not yeah. planning out that i have time off thank totally. you again to lena west who makes you plan like you know in november at yes. least at least two weeks and like multiple days off in your next year before you even put your programs in totally profit first before your life love it love so three years though wow that is wow amazing no commitment problems from james olivia oh, but i don't also know realizing that things true. can change <laughs> <laughs> marlis and i have uh that's amazing three years that's amazing i love it i love it so people can find you on instagram at inquisitive underscore human 
the link in the bio will take you to all the things you want, or you can go directly to the website, inquisitivehuman.com. You can find out all the things there. Uh, like James Olivia said, by the time this airs, uh, some of those programs will have already started, but James Olivia plans for the next 57 years. So things come back around and you will also be able to check out the other stuff uh, that's up, that's coming up. So you have lots of teasers there. That is, yeah, 2030, I'll see you. I, listen, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. You and Jen McCabe just be literally. I went and looked for the web, on the website, and I was like, "This doesn't even really exist." There's just a single page on it. It's here. a test. <laughs> it's literally a single. I was like, "All right, I can't." I can't. <laughs> one 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 post on Instagram. I was like, I, I can't do this. Uh, last question: Is there anything else? that you'd like to share? Um, just thank you. I How much I adore and cherish you. I love your presence. I, I don't even know how we found each other. And I'm so glad that Instagram exists, that our paths crossed. Um, I meet the best people through you. Like you, every time you share something of mine, I think you grow my my following by like 3% just single-handedly, by the way. That's amazing. But, um, but also the people that I've met through you who comment on my posts and have like shared, I've shared conversations with and worked with are really, really lovely human beings. So Good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. This is, yeah. this, I'm stoked to get you back on Madison. Big shout out to you again for posting in your stories. Uh, she posted your, oh, I think the, right. the, I think she just posted about the the workshop and uh -huh. I was just like, that title is very good. I'm signing up for this. <laughs> Thanks, Madison. Sold. Uh, and then I was just fucking blown away by the by the workshop. But which I'm I'm so interested. I know I know this is supposed to be the last question, but it's interesting to me because one of the things that I love the most about the workshop was that I didn't have to talk. I was like, I can just I can sit and absorb and listen mm -hmm. and write down a million notes. And we had the breakout rooms and things like that. It tends to be how I do how I am with group stuff, uh, and I know that you're changing it this time for the next round. Uh, it's three days, five five and a half hours each day, five hours each day. Yeah, that sounds like a lot, but it's like three ninety minute conversations with half yeah, hour breaks, so it's like big that's breaks. Fine. That's like and doing so so that there is more conversation and less like pure oration, which yeah. is I'm like this is great. Yeah, evolution of things. More you is better. Great. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, so good. So good. All right. I'm going to let I'm gonna leave you alone. James Olivia, this has been phenomenal. I love having no agenda and just getting to have my brain just massaged uh, by by our, your conver our conversation. So Better thank you for taking thick. the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Charge your worth. Pick, pick people's brain. These things are just it's very bad. You Feels deserve bad it. <laughs> that, that shit. I don't want to hear any. <laughs> same, same. It makes me feel bad in my in my body. But the conversations are always so good and so helpful. And just thank you, thank you for everything you shared. Thank you for how you show up. Thank you for coming on today. Uh, I appreciate you, big, 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 big. Mutual. Thank you so much.
I'm letting to see your face. You're so welcome. You folks listening, thank you. I know you could have been doing anything. I'm not sure what else you'd want to be doing, but I know you could be doing anything else, and you chose to listen to us. And for, for that, um, I know I am very grateful. James Olivia, also very grateful. I don't want to assume things. But... It, it's true, though. These yeah, are facts. I don't want to... I don't want to be like, and James, I've learned this. This is something I'm very cognizant of and very conscious of, especially when I'm speaking to you, uh, agency. So we are both endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for your time and your energy and your attention. I'm not going to ask for any likes, any subscriptions, anything like that, though. If you want to do that, I'm never mad about it. If this episode resonated with you, if you're picking up what we are putting down, do me a solid and share it with somebody who you think might enjoy. Simple as that. Alrighty, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, James Olivia and Maestro, 